Oh, fuck that. Ho, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Daniel Kay, the author, no, the host. I'm the host of the Daniel Kay's Let's Plays podcast, the world's first and favorite audio only video game Let's Play podcast. And welcome to the second Christmas special episode of the Daniel Kay's Let's Plays podcast, in which I, Daniel Kay, will be playing a Christmas themed video game for you to enjoy this holiday season, this Yuletide time. Um, this Yule time. Yes. And what have we got this Yule time? Why, we've got a Christmas themed text adventure yes my podcast is progressively becoming more and more an exclusively text adventure based video game let's play podcast i apologize if you don't like that there'll always be pokemon games being played don't you worry about that they're not going anywhere but more and more i'm getting into text adventures on this because the format really does match the audio only podcast thing really well um this is a text adventure called winter wonderland it won, I think it won uh, the Interactive Fiction Award in 2000 and... What was it? I don't know. Uh, I'm talking out my ass. I don't know what I'm talking about. But it was made in 1999. And it was made by Laura A. Knauth? Knauth? Laura A. Knauth? K-N-A-U-T-H. Knauth. By Laura. It was made by Laura, 1999. And uh, yeah, I've just downloaded a Z interpreter to play it. And I've loaded up the file, and here is what I am greeted with. A big, uh, bright, dark, electric indigo screen, just like uh, the Hugo interpreter had, uh, with white uh, serif. I think this is serif. The L's looks like they're serif. But everything else is sans serif. Hmm... Uh, well, it's white text, whatever. And it's, it's, it's reading me a message. And the message is... Uh, would you like to begin in the frills mode? Which, with a set colour scheme, a compass rose, and occasional ASCII graphics. Yes is the default. Wow. Yes. Oh, I, I just hitting Y was good enough. Okay. Ah, and we... Here is the ASCII graphics. Winter Wonderland displayed... It's an image drawn in uh, backslashes and forward slashes and X's and greater thans and dot dot dots and everything. Okay, and it says Winter Wonderland by Laura A. Knurf. So, I, I don't see any obvious command prompt or anything. Let's just see what happens if I hit enter. There we are. I'm in a small bedroom. Winter Wonderland, release version 2, copyright 1999. Laura. In a far-off land, there lies a little village nestled in a snowy mountainscape. Maybe I'll put Christmas music behind this bit, uh, if I can find some rights-free Christmas music. Or maybe I'll just get uh, my kid to rattle some bells or something, and I'll slot it in afterwards, because he's asleep at the moment. I can't. I'm not going to go wake him up just so we can shake some bells around. No, sir. No, ma'am. Let's get on with it, shall we? A little village nestled in a snowy mountainscape. As the townsfolk joyously prepare for the coming winter solstice, a young girl living with her family in a humble hut at the outskirts of town gains no comfort in the festivities. Her closest companion, her younger brother, Sander Bales has fallen seriously ill with a fever and can barely lift his head from the bed upon which he lies. 
young Gretchen could hardly have suspected that such circumstances would cause the fanciful events that were to occur upon this solstice eve. Oh boy, young Gretchen doesn't know what's coming up. Fanciful events, that's what's coming up. Note, at any time you may view hints, credits, or read some words about the making of Winter Wonderland by typing the all caps word on the command line. By typing the all caps word on the command line. Which one? Oh, okay, I see. Either hints, credits, or making. Cool. Prologue. Uh, release 1, serial number 030227. Inform V6.05. Library 6 out of 2. Standard interpreter 1.1. Small bedroom. Here we are. A small, sickly boy is lying on a bed that takes up most of the space in this room. Light filters in through drab curtains hung around the only window in his bedroom. A long, dark drapery hangs down over a portion of the east wall. Small, dishevelled shoes lie at the foot of the bed. Alright, let's look at drapery. It is just the separation between the living room and the bedroom. Okay, so that's our door. It's this dingy drapery. Long and dark. Uh... So there's a doorway in the east, which is sealed with a drapery. Light filters in through drab curtains hung around the only window. Uh, Let's open curtains, maybe. You push aside the thin curtains and peer out of the window. In the distance, you can see your father chopping wood at the forest edge. Look at father. You cannot seem to find that here. No, he's out the window. Well, that's fair enough. Look at boy look at the sickly boy your younger brother Sander became very ill many weeks ago and has yet to show signs of recovery oh no he looks feverish and uncomfortable as he lies asleep in your parents bed I better pull the radiator spike out of his arm and I can use that to kill the um kill the Glarthox alien or whatever where was it which which sun was that planet orbiting I forget uh I uh, but Never mind about that, because I've become very forlorn as I stare at him. This used to be your favourite time of the year, when the two of you would brave going into town and partake in the numerous solstice festivities with the other children. Oh, is he asleep? Yeah, he lies asleep. Okay, I better not wake him up. Uh, In parents' bed. So this is like the main bedroom of the house. Look at bed. This is just a plain, ordinary bed. Look under bed. You search and search and find nothing of interest. Um, small dishevelled shoes lie at the foot of the bed. Okay, let's put on our shoes. Put on shoes. First, taking Sanders' old shoes. Not only are these Sanders' shoes and would not fit you, but... Those shoes are so worn and so small that you would not want to wear them anyway. Oh, here's our, here's our little brother. He's got smaller feet than me. Okay, but do I have shoes on? Do I have an inventory? Inventory. You are not carrying anything. Okay. Look at my... Uh, can I go look at self? Can we get any character information? You are a young girl by the name of Gretchen Bales. Gretchen Bales. Look at my... Feet. Am I wearing shoes? You cannot seem to find your feet. Okay. Look down. 
That was only understood as far as wanting to look. Okay, fair enough game. Uh, okay, let's just go... Let's exit to the east. Go east. Living room. This is the main room of the house. The drapery to the bedroom hangs in the west wall. A lighted hearth takes up most of one wall. And your mother prepares food in one corner of the room for what will be a meagre solstice dinner. The room is sparsely decorated save for a little spruce tree that stands near the door to the north. Your family's only token for this winter celebration. Look at spruce tree. Although you delight in having the spruce tree in the house as a reminder of the nearing solstice celebration, you cannot help but be sad. And uh, Gretchen spends nothing, no time, except doing things which make her sad. I guess she's having a sad time. That's to be expected. She got the old feverish brother. She's got a bad case of the feverish brothers. You cannot help but be sad that this is undecorated with any of the marvellous ornaments and trimmings of the trees in the village. Your mother notices you staring at the tree and remarks, Gretchen, if you go into town today, remember to stop by the tavern and ask Anna May if she has a candle to spare so that we may at least have something to adorn that tree. Okay, cool. Yes, mum. Uh, oh, that was only understood as far as you wanting to say yes. Oh, cool. That's good enough. Talk to mum. Using the Australian spelling. Let's see if it knows what I mean. Your mother seems preoccupied with her chores. Okay. Help mum. Oh, what a nice little person you are, says the game. <laughs> I got a pat on the head from the game. Cool. Uh, lighted hearth. Let's look at the hearth. Look at hearth. You you stare mesmerized by the fire for some time. Um. Okay. Look at dinner. What are we having? Although a vegetable feast is incredibly meager compared to the feast in town. Jeez, we've got a real thing about the town, don't we? It will be one of the most lavish of the year for your family. Man, we're pretty pathetic, aren't we? Uh, okay, where, where is the exit? Exit house. That was only understood as far as you wanting to exit. Okay, well, to reiterate my point, exit. Path to village. The air is cool and brisk this evening. Menacing storm clouds loom over the mountain tops to the east, but on the opposite horizon are the beginnings of a fantastic sunset. The door to your family's house lies to the south, and a well-worn trail leads northeast to the village. So where's the forest where my dad was chopping wood? Storm clouds loom over the mountain tops to the east. So the mountains to the east. Let's go east. Go east. Check out these mountains, huh? You decide not to stray from the path, since you'd probably become lost. Okay, go to forest. You can't seem to find that here. Uh, let's go west. Go west. No, don't, I don't want to stray from the path. I want to visit my dad. Go... Go south. Back in the living room. Oh, the spruce tree was standing near a door to the north. Okay. Can I go south? Is there like an exit? Like a back door? Go south. The walls of the house prevent you. 
Okay. Go east. No, just walls of the house. Okay, go north. Cool, path to the village. Uh, let's go northeast to the village. Go northeast. Okay, path near a village. A large bustling community lies to the north. Cheers of merriment can be heard even at this distance. The terrain along this part of the path is particularly mountainous, and the trail leading into the village is carved into a moderately steep incline. The path home winds to the southwest. Is there anything around? Look at path. Unfortunately, there is never anything mysterious about that path running from your home to the village. On many an occasion, you've imagined that the path would lead to some exotic locale, but it always leads to the same place. That dumb village or our stupid house. Okay. Look at mountains. The mountainous terrain surrounding the town is grand and majestic indeed. At this time of year, most of the mountain peaks are snow-capped. In your daily imaginings, you envision grand adventures of all kinds that could take place on those mountaintops and in in secret caverns hidden forever away. Hidden forever away. What flowery prose. Alright, go to town, which is north. Go north. Village street near tavern. This is the main road through town. This road continues deeper into the village when traversed to the north, and it leads back down to the mountainous path to home when travelled south. Peals of laughter can be heard from the tavern to the east. Tantalising and delicious smells beckon your poor, hungry belly towards the open tavern door. Well, let's not go deeper into the town. Let's go to the east, where the tavern is. The Festive Tavern. This tavern is a popular meeting place for the townsfolk, especially at this time of year. Peals of laughter can be heard over the din of so many voices telling stories from past years and hopes of future seasons. Nearly every table is occupied with groups of villagers drinking, feasting and laughing, and the smells of lavish dishes sorely tempt your empty stomach. Musicians walk through the crowd singing carols and playing their instruments for the diners. A roaring fire adorns the back wall of the tavern. A large pot hangs on a rack squarely over the flames. Many of the villagers take their bowls over to the hearth and fill them with the traditional plum pudding that is being cooked in that large pot. Peering through the smoky air, you recognize a woman scrubbing a counter, stretching along the back wall. So I could talk to the woman, or I could get some plum pudding. Maybe I need to get a bowl first. Get a bowl. You cannot seem to find that here. Eat pudding. My poor starving stomach. First taking the large vat of plum pudding. What, really? I took the whole, like, the whole pot? Okay. It would be very rude to simply take a handful of the pudding directly from the large vat. Anyway, you'd most likely be burned attempting to take the pudding by yourself. So why does it say I've taken the large vat? I've just put it in hammer space, I guess? Like, behind my back? In... No, inventory... You are not carrying anything. Not even the shoes. Okay, I guess it means I take it as in I go and interact with it, and then I put it back once I've done interacting. Like, I didn't take the shoes, which is a bummer. Uh, Okay, talk to... Talk to... Woman. Which do you mean? The villagers or Hannah Mae? Uh, Talk to... Hannah... Mae. 
One of the villagers waves at Hannah Mae from across the room. As she starts to cross the tavern floor, she calls back to you. Oh, sorry, Gretchen. Back in a moment. Oh, fudge. Okay. Uh, talk to villagers. There is no reply. Wow, fuck these guys, huh? I've probably faded out the Halloween... No, Halloween, the Christmas music by now. Because I can't imagine finding something which... uh... Oh, unless I've... (laughs) Maybe I'm using the, uh, the theme music from Santa Claus Saves the Earth in the background. Maybe I'm using that. That's hilarious. Oh, good one, Editor Dan. That's hilarious. Um... Okay, look for bowl. That was only understood as far as you want to look for something. Okay. Uh, Talk to woman, which you mean the villagers or Haname? Villagers. No reply. Okay. What am I doing here? Poison pudding. That's not a recognizable verb. Okay. Look for food. Nope, didn't it didn't like that. Look around. What am I missing? Look around. It doesn't understand look around. Why doesn't it understand look around? Um Oh, I just type in L, and it, it says look around. Festive tavern. Popular meeting place, blah, blah, blah. Musicians walk through the crowd singing carols, playing instruments, roaring fire, large pot. Okay, go to counter. Ah, uh, doesn't like that. I have to be more specific. Go to Hannah. Go to Hannah May. Okay. It did nothing. Nothing has happened. Talk to Hannah May. Not one of the villagers again. Okay. Talk to musician. The villagers continue playing their music but give you a wink for your troubles. Thanks, villagers. Oh, fuck these people. We need to find a new village. Exit. Yep. Village Street near a tavern. Uh, road continues deeper into the village when traverse north. Let's go north. Village Street near Toy Shop. Further down the road, you see children playing some sort of game in the town square. Beyond them, a small theatre. Oh, what if I asked Hannah Mae for a candle? Let's go back down south. Village Street near Tavern. Go east. Festive Tavern. Ask Hanna for candle. Yeah, here we are. Oh, sure, I can probably find a candle to spare, Hannah May explains as she walks around to the other side of the counter and picks up a candle from the empty table. She... from an empty table? Oh, okay, empty of people, not empty of candles. There was at least one candle on the table. She returns to the counter where you are waiting and gives the candle to you. I'm sure your tree will be beautiful, now run along. Be sure to give my regards to your family. Thanks, Hannah May. Alright, let's exit. Cool, we've done something. Go up north. 
village street near toy shop. Further down the road, you see children playing some sort of game in the town square. Beyond them, a small theatre production is taking place. You pass a window of one of the shops filled with a dazzling display of dolls and toys of all shapes and sizes. Your favourite place in town, the toy store, lies to the west. Uh, Look at a window. You might occasionally become lost in other parts of town, but you know the path to the toy shop very well. The window facing the main path through the town is a delight for the senses and the imagination. Okay, let's go west. Toy shop. Stepping across the threshold into the toy shop, you are overcome by a stunning display of all the toys a child could want. Filling the shelves are colourful stuffed bears, bouncing balls, games and puzzles, shiny trinkets, gizmos, dolls of all shapes and sizes, even a polished red wagon. There are racks full of frilly dresses and boxes brimming with fancy bonnets and ribbons. The old shopkeeper peers at you curiously from behind his desk. As you gaze in awe from one toy to the next, your eyes come to rest upon a strikingly pair of fine leather shoes on a pedestal in front of the clothes display. Should say strikingly fine pair of leather shoes, but there's a typo. A strikingly pair of fine leather shoes. Look at shoes. Quite simply, these are the finest, most handsome pair of shoes you have ever laid your eyes on. You could not imagine a more perfect solstice gift for Sander, who's completely bedridden and is unable to use the shoes he already has. <laughs> Uh, you could not imagine a more perfect solstice gift for Sander, who has had to wear his tight and tattered old shoes for so long, until now, or he can't wear them because he's bedridden. Um, talk to old man. You cannot seem to find that here. Talk to shopkeeper. This was only understood as... F- okay, who am I talking to? Shopkeeper, one word. Talk to shopkeeper. Here we are. It didn't like shopkeeper being two words. The shopkeeper does not respond, but nearly keeps looking over his notes in the ledgers. All the young children know the old man has been going deaf for years now. You shrug your shoulders and continue inspecting the shop. Get fucking shoes. Stealing simply will not do. Oh, come on. You deserve it. You are so hard done by by this shitty town. Um, stealing simply will not do. Take shoes to shopkeeper. That was only understood as far as blah, blah, blah. Buy shoes. What do you want to buy the handsome leather shoes with? Candle. I'm sorry, little dear, chides the elderly shopkeeper, but you cannot buy anything in here with a candlestick. All right. Let's leave. I'll go east. Village street near toy shop. Uh, So further down the road, there's children playing in the town square and a theatre production. Let's go north. You do not recognise anyone in the town square and decide to observe the scene from where you stand. Okay, let's go south. Uh, we're near the tavern, let's go south again. As you begin to start back home, you feel a pang that compels you to stay in town a little longer. You'd so much like to return home with something to cheer up your brother. Okay. Let's enter the tavern then. Festive tavern. Um, so we've got to figure out some... some way of getting money. 
Well, there's traditionally coins in plum pudding, isn't there? So we need to eat the plum pudding and discover that, to our surprise, there's a coin in it. We can buy the shoes. How do we eat the plum pudding, then? Okay. Look at tables. No, it's just giving me the description of the festive tavern again. Look at fire. You stare mesmerized by the fire for some time. Look at pot. You walk over to the fire and peer into the large black pot that hangs over the yellow flames. A delicious-looking plum pudding is being cooked in that pot. As the yearly tradition would have it, whomever finds the single silver coin that is placed in a large pot of plum pudding will be blessed with a season of unparalleled prosperity. Ah, if only if you, if only you could afford a bowlful. Ah, oh, I need money to get money? What the fuck is this capitalist bullshit? Um... Get, get money. You cannot seem to find that here. Well, what do I do? Sell candle. This is not a recognizable verb. Beg. No, it doesn't like that either. Well, I don't know what to do. Hint. Give me a hint, please. Hint. The following hint subjects are avail- available. Prologue, Lantern, Cottage, Dwarf's Mine, Edge of Snowy Hill. Okay, prologue. The dinner your mother is preparing is meagre indeed. Doesn't anything look especially tempting in the village tavern? Yeah, okay. Press enter to return to the menu or H for another hint. That was hint one out of six. H. Ask Hannah May, the waitress, for the plum pudding. Did I not do that? Well, let's go back. Let's go back. Festive tavern. Ask Hannah May for plum pudding. Hannah May looks at you for a moment and then says, Why, sure, it is solstice eve after all. I'm sure no one will mind if I give you a small serving of that plum pudding. Oh, that was easy. Gosh. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? And with that, Hannah May finds a bowl and fills it with the plum pudding from the large pot over the hearth. She brings it back over to you. Eat up, Gretchen. That batch is especially tasty this year. Cool. Eat. What do you want to eat? What do you think, game? How about the plum pudding? The tiny bowl containing a small serving of plum pudding. You devour the plum pudding, downing spoonful after spoonful in hungry gulps. Suddenly, your teeth clamp down on a hard, flat object. Holy moly, what can it be? Your initial discomfort turns rapidly to glee when you pull a silver coin from your mouth. It has always been the tradition on town every winter solstice that the person who finds the coin in the plum pudding will be blessed with the coming season of prosperity. Hannah Mae runs over to you and hugs you joyfully. Oh, you found it, you found it, she cries. Many of the townsfolk, townsfolk turn and lurk at you and clap politely. Your score has just gone up by two points. Thanks, game. All right, let's exit this goddamn hall of, of townsfolk who won't give me a second of their time. The walls of the tavern are preventing you off from going east, but not from exiting. Street near tavern. Let's go north. And now let's go east into the toy shop. Oh, no. West into the toy shop. Stepping across the threshold. Blah, 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 blah. Um, buy shoes. What do you want to buy the handsome leather shoes with? Buy shoes with coin. The shopkeeper takes the coin from you and looks back and forth upon it. 
And the fine leather shoes. Well, my dear, I have to tell you that this silver coin does not quite equal the price of these shoes. The shopkeeper pauses as you stare at him with disappointment brimming in your eyes. Uh, but after all, it is Solstice Eve. Very well then. Here, take the shoes to your brother. Now run along back home. It's getting late. And with that, the shopkeeper gives you the pair of leather shoes. Yeah, let's go to the east. Village Street. Let's go south. Village Street. Let's go south. Oh my gosh. You begin the trek back home with the sun already sinking below the horizon. You'll have worried your poor mother sick. As the wind picks up and begins whipping your hair and dress furiously about, you cover your, your face and try to hurry back faster than ever. Suddenly, the black storm clouds that had been threatening the horizon for so long swoop down at an alarming rate that completely engulfs the valley, leaving you no choice but to stumble on in darkness. Cold, wet droplets suddenly pummel your skin as a furious snowstorm erupts. Oh no, listeners, what's happening to us? To poor Gretchen, lost in the mountain pass. Furious snowstorm erupts. Yes, that's it. Thousands upon thousands of snowflakes swirl about in a blinding blizzard. You stumble off of the path in blindness and tumble down the south side to the mountain. Oh no! Enter for more, and I get some ASCIIRI images of snowflakes. That's nice. I've hit more. You awaken to find yourself staring at a silvery round orb in the midnight blue sky. You are lying on your back in a small forest clearing, covered for the most part in soft, powdery snow. Shivering, you stand up. Sweat and snow from your dress. Swat the snow from your dress and shake icy droplets from your long hair. The snowy forest landscape appears completely foreign, as if you have stumbled into some kind of wonderland. A winter wonderland. Dense forest near Thicket is my location. The silvery moonlight moonlight softly illuminates the nearby branches of this dense forest and reflects from snowy patches along the cold ground. Although your range of sight is limited by the darkness, the brambles appear passable to the north and southwest. A glowing orb to the north sends streaks of yellow light through the gnarled branches. Your score has just gone up by eight points. Fuck. Yeah, my score is ten now. Jeez. Wow. Okay. So, to the north there's an orb, but I can also go southwest. Let's go southwest first. As you walk to the southwest, the forest becomes much denser and more foreboding. The underbrush turns into a prickly thicket that you become hopelessly lost in. You wander about for a time before finally reaching the edge of the dense forest again. Okay. So, I'm back... Back where I was, I guess? Dense forest near thicket. Yes, I am. Okay, I can't go southwest. I have to go north. North. Little clearing. This is a small clearing in the dark wood, which is singular for a smart for a large What? This is a small clearing in the dark wood, which is singular for a large, beautiful oak tree growing here. The moonlight filters through the dark bare branches and makes unusual patterns on the snowy ground. A path runs through the little clearing from the east to the west, but many other directions appear passable as well. Oh, don't give me choices, game. A lit lantern hangs just within your reach from one of the long twisted branches of the oak. Look at lantern. The lantern emits a bright and glowing yellow light. Okay, I wonder if this is the orb which I saw. A glowing orb of light around a lantern. 
look at oak. The great oak tree in this clearing is devoid of all leaves, as it would be at this time of year. The long and gangly branches are crisply silhouetted by the full silvery white moon hanging in the dark sky. You notice some unusual folds in the bark of the oak. You imagine that these folds resemble a kind of face with two eyes and a closed mouth. As you approach the trunk to examine it further, the eye... Oh shit, what's this? Someone's someone's calling me. Hang on, listeners. Okay, listeners, sorry, sorry. I was just answering a telephone call on my telephone here in my pocket. Um, that was my wife. She needs me to go out and do some Christmas shopping for some oil paints as a gift. For a gift for a person. I need to really quickly wrap up and <laughs> go do that now. So, the great oak tree in this clearing, devoid of leaves, which it would be in the same year. Long, gangly branches, blah, blah, blah. You imagine that these folds resemble a kind of face with two eyes and a closed mouth. As you approach the trunk to examine it further, the eye folds suddenly split open, revealing dark gaps. And from the open mouth, a deep, throaty voice suddenly booms. Wait right there, little lass. Come any closer, and I might eat you up fast. With that, all of the dryad's branches seem to wriggle as if he were taking a great stretch. And the lantern, in turn, bobs up and down. He stares at you with a bemused expression. Fuck, listeners! A great big tree! What an unexpected circumstance which has arisen in this winter wonderland which I find myself in. What's going to happen to Gretchen? Well, I'm going to need to... Well, you, you're all going to need to find out when you tune in when I start playing this game again in some other episode, because it's the end of the episode now. Thanks for your company. Yeah. I gotta admit, this has been kind of boring. So I don't know if there's going to be a second episode, but you know, maybe there'll be episode two, and then that's it. No more episodes after episode two. So thanks for your company. I uh, wonder what will happen to Gretchen and poor little Miles, or whatever his name is. What was his name? Uh, it was something. Yeah, it was something. Bye, everyone. Have a happy, merry Christmas. Ho 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 ho. <laughs>